Welcome, Welcome to the Author Factor Podcast, the show for profitable insights and tips with business owners, entrepreneurs, and CEOs who use their nonfiction book to create the ultimate competitive advantage and grow their business. Grow their business. Grow their business. Here's your host, Amazon best-selling author and book publishing coach, Mike Capuzzi. Welcome to another profitable episode of the Author Factor Podcast. I'm Mike Capuzzi, and I want to thank you for joining us. My guest today is Lauren Clement. Lauren is an international award-winning neurobranding expert who has worked at leading advertising agencies and in brand management for over 30 years. She has published four books, including the one we're going to focus on today, Finding Your Brand True North, How to Lead with Purpose, Direction, and Meaning. Lauren, welcome to the Author Factor Podcast. Thank you so much, Mike. It's lovely being here. Yeah, and I just realized uh, it's quite early your time. You're calling in from Australia. So uh, thank you for... You look great. So thank you for that. I I don't know if I'd look as good as you at uh, 5 a.m., but uh, thank you for joining me today. So, Lauren, before we jump in and, and talk about your author journey, can you tell me a bit more about your business, who you serve, and how you serve them? Absolutely. Well, it is an early morning here, but we love the early morning. So, uh, yes, I'm Lauren Clement. I'm a keynote speaker, and my business, Finding Your Brand True North, is my book, um, and Your Brand True North is the business. And I basically speak for a lot of organizations and associations who have leaders who also need to be their own bosses. So franchises, um, direct selling, real estate, um, anyone who really has a leader who also has to have that responsibility of marketing and promoting themselves as their own leader in their business, but they want to keep them on track uh, because you've got an overarching business brand and they really want to help their leaders to stand out and be able to market themselves particularly well. But uh, as we all know, people in business, entrepreneurs, business owners don't always have marketing skills. Um, It's one of the big things they struggle with. So I really help them overcome that overwhelm and to understand how easy it is to build a personal brand and to get out there and market yourself as a professional service provider. And you're doing that, Lauren, through ongoing coaching? Doing that, Lauren, through ongoing coaching or is it strictly just speaking? Um, No, mostly speaking. So um, I have done coaching in the past, but most of it comes through my book. Um, So yes, keynote speaking tends to be what I do in the majority of the time. And it tends to be conferences, sales training, um, events with teams, all those sorts of things with a lot of organizations and associations. Wow. So your primary, and if I'm hearing you correctly, your primary income is speaking fees and stuff like that. That's how you're very good. Wow. Worldwide, Lauren? Yes, absolutely. In fact, I'm about to launch on an Asian tour and I'll be in the States uh, in November. So yes, it's a, a fun business. I get to meet a lot of great people. Grueling. I had an, another uh, another woman on the podcast several months ago and I, I'm friends with her now on social media. <laughs> Just seeing how she's traveling pretty much every day, I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't know how she does it. But she's, and she has just the best spirit about her. She loves it. So uh, <laughs> yeah, that takes, that's, that's your fourth or fifth book. But I know you've, you've written a number of books, but tell me a bit more about why you decided to write it. Who should read that book and what they'll learn by reading it? 
Yeah, absolutely. Yes, it's my fifth book. Um, I started writing, um, sharing my experiences with endometriosis, which is very much a, a women's female problem. Um, and I really started writing because I wanted to help people understand how I overcame that particular problem. I also had asthma and allergies and hay fever and all these other things. And um, I really wanted to help people overcome those things as well. But I didn't want to be known as the endometriosis lady. I did, that wasn't, wasn't my thing. Um, I'm not really a healthcare practitioner. It's not my, I mean, it's my passion to help others, but it's not my niche. Right. Um, my niche has been branding for many, many years. I worked with leading um, advertising agencies and I've been helping build and promote and manage brands for many, many years. Um, so I wanted to talk more about branding and when I, for many, many years, um, so I wanted to talk more about branding. And when I moved from New Zealand to Australia many years ago, I decided to focus specifically on personal branding. So I wrote my first book it, um, in, that, in that genre. I moved away from writing about health um, and I started using my own name instead of a pen name um, uh, because this is what I wanted to be known for. And I wrote a book called Selling You, which is very much focused on professional service providers and how to package their brand. And then... Finding Your Brand True North was my opportunity to share my unique process around how you package your brand um, and telling that story and sharing more of what I share on stage so that if people come to conferences and events and hear me speak and say, well, I really like that idea and that approach, I can get hold of that book and I can do it myself. Um, and so really, I write that book to help people, you know, because a lot of people talk about the importance of finding your why, Mike. I don't know when people talk about the importance of finding your why, Mike. I don't know whether you've heard you know, Simon Sinek talks about finding your why and there's lots of those, but very few people talk about it from a professional point of view and how to do that. How do you package together all your natural skills and talents, the things you're really passionate about, um, your unique processes and the way you do things and your passions. and How do you package that into a professional, personal brand? And how do you explain to people really, really easily why they should choose you to be their realtor or their insurance salesperson or their personal trainer or selling them products or services? How do you choose someone um, and how, why should you put yourself out there as a personal brand like that? So that's the real learning from my book is how to package yourself um, with a personal brand for your business. First of all, Lauren, I love it. I love exactly what you're sharing. I'm working with a client right now where we're working very difficult, you know, the difficult challenge because while he has a, a plethora of and, and what he's done, he doesn't use it. And as soon as we start working together, we're like, oh my gosh, you've got so many gifts here. Um, and he's in the professional space also. So is there particular niches, Lauren, that should read this book? Is it any type of, you know, is it just professional level type folks or any business owner could benefit from what you share? Look, any business owner who wants to stand out as the leader in their space could certainly benefit from reading my book. Um, the people who most resonate with my message and certainly from the conferences I speak at, if you are your own boss, you're an entrepreneur, you're a real estate agent, you're a direct seller, so you went from an MLM um, business. Um, if you are someone who runs their own business, but you're in a franchise situation, so you've got all the branding done, but you don't understand how to market your own your own business um, as, a, as an opportunity. Anyone like that certainly gathers a huge amount out of this book because most of the book, because most of the time, Mike, 
when it comes to marketing, they just feel completely overwhelmed. In fact, there was a, a recent survey done here in Australia called the Big Small Business Survey, um, and six, over 60% of, of the people they interviewed said they were totally overwhelmed with marketing. They had no idea really what they were doing. And yet 84% of them said they were going to spend more money on marketing this year. So they're doing what I call WAFTAM, Mike. I don't know if you've heard of WAFTAM before, W-O-F-T-A-M. It's a waste <laughs> of flipping time and money is what it stands for, right? So that's what most people are doing with their marketing is just WAFTAM. They're just throwing money at something and hoping that TikTok's going to work for them or they should be on Instagram or one yeah. of their friends is doing really well on LinkedIn. You know, they don't have any strategy around what they're trying to do and how to position themselves. And they just don't, like you say, they've got so many skills and talents, they don't know which one to talk about the most. Yeah, don't get me started, Lauren, because, yeah, what you're saying is like preaching the gospel to me. I mean, I totally, totally, totally align with that. And uh, what I think is so important about what you're suggesting here and what you're all about is the investment of time, energy, even money into developing what you call this personal brand that doesn't go away. You know, it's not like spending money on media or the next gadget or gadget or whatever in marketing, uh, which obviously you know, that those, those can be important. But the time and energy to develop a really good personal brand, mm. it, that's, that's, that's a huge investment. And it, it can be leveraged over. Obviously, I'm sure, as you well know, you know, it can evolve over time and, you know, changes. But, uh, yeah, no, I love what you're saying there. And I love the uh, the brand True North. Just real quickly, what was that title about? Like, tell me your, okay, your idea so there. Okay, so that's a really good question, Mike. And you're right. The, the worst thing you can do when you're building a personal brand is like flip-flop between being one thing and then being next. I, on a number of occasions when I've been out networking over the years, I've met someone who's given me a bit of healing or wellness or whatever, and then they flip it over. Oh, they're a realtor as well. And they self, you know, and it's just your brain doesn't like that. It really gets scared when somebody's sort of a bit, you know, too much and they're not quite sure who they are. Um, and I'm not sure how to build trust when, you know, your brain's really doing that. So, yeah, my background, I, um, the Brand Tree North comes from the fact that I, I lived in New Zealand. I lived growing up in the bush in New mm. Zealand. I lived at a YMCA camp. I was a girl guide, a girl scout. I think they called it in America. Um, and I learned orienteering as a kid because we used to mess around in the bush a lot. Um, and we never, ever got lost, Mike. We were only ever temporarily in this place. Um, but uh, no, we got lost all the time. Um, and uh, so I learned orienteering. And what struck me was it's the same with branding and marketing. Your brand is like a compass. So all a compass does is it just points it north, right? It doesn't tell you where to go. It doesn't tell you anything. It just tells you this is north. This is the direction you should be going north. This is the direction you should be going in. So if you've got a really great brand and it's a strong brand message and you know what it stands for and you know where you want to position yourself, it'll keep you consistent with your messaging and what you're doing and stop you wasting time and money, right? And your map that you also use, and if I don't know if you've done orienteering before, Mike, have you ever done anything with maps? Nothing, nothing like you're talking about, Lauren, no. Yeah. So, but if you have, and you probably understand it, when you when you put those two things together, a compass and a map, and you're lost, within minutes, you can figure out exactly what direction to go in and where people are that you need to get back to your village or your road or wherever you came in and so on. So you've got to have both. You've got to have your marketing, which is your map. You've got to have a plan, right? Marketing action plan, a map, but you've also got to have a brand and they've got to work together and it just helps speed things up and makes you far more effective and have more impact 
as a leader when you have those two things working together. So yeah, finding your brand true north. Yeah, finding your brand true north. My process basically takes the format of the compass. We start at west, we go to east, we then go to south, and then we finish up in north. So it takes you through that whole process to package your brand and get you on track. No, I love it. It's a it's a great metaphor for what we're talking about. Um, so yeah, I'm definitely going to read your book. So I, I just again because <laughs> I, I know how important this is not only for myself but for clients and just anybody who you know who should be anybody who's in business should really try to you know work hard at figuring this out. So Lauren, let's go back to you and your author journey um, again. You know, Five books now, so you're multi multi book author. Describe the number one way being a published book author has made a change either in your own life or in your business. What about just? I'd love to hear about the impact of being a book author. Well, I think the number one thing, and I was thinking about this the other day as I was on my morning walk down the beach, was that it's a legacy. I mean, when you leave this planet, when you're leaving for the world. And the nicest thing about being a published author and having a book and knowing that it's out there is that even when you're not here, you're still able to help people and you're still having an impact. And I love that fact that you've got an amazing resource that's basically come from you. It's come from your own passion, your life story. There's some amazing stories in my book about how some of the big brands that we know came about, you know, what their stories were, you know, what's the story behind, real story behind Nike and behind Apple and behind um, Toblerone and all those amazing, but also some smaller companies that I've worked with and how they came up with their brands Um, and that fun neurobranding science that we used to really help people's brains understand where brands came from. So um, the thing I love about being an author is you are helping so many more people than just one or two, and you are leaving a legacy for the world, which is just brilliant. Yeah, yeah, I agree. What about what about ways you use your book? How do you, and I, I can probably venture to guess, but I'd love to hear what you have to say here. How do you, you know, how do you let people know about your books? How do they get out there? How do you promote them? Well, as a speaker, and that's my main source of income, as you said before, um, my book is just a business card, basically, but it's a really, really good business card. (laughs) So when somebody I I connect with and says, "Um, I'm really interested in having you speak, can you send me some information? Yes, I've got a great one sheet. There's a fabulous website they can go to. Of course, I've got great video because that's what they want to see and hear. But the thing they get in the mail, the lumpy mail that they get, um, and I used to work in direct marketing and a big advertising agency in New Zealand, um, the lumpy mail they get is this fabulous book and it's beautifully presented and they get all these other bits and pieces with it and a nice letter that looks like a map that they fold out and all sorts of things like that. So there's a whole experience around it. Um, But they've actually physically got something in their hand. There's a whole experience around it. Um, But they've actually physically got something in their hand that A, gives me credibility. So if you're a speaker and you've written a book And the book is selling. So it's currently, it's been number one on Amazon about three times over the past year while it's been published. Um, It's in the Book Excellence Awards. It's been nominated in the Australian Business Book Awards. So it's doing all these other things as well. So it's gaining me as a speaker credibility as well. So if I've got enough content to put in a book and it's selling and people are buying it and there's great reviews, which I've definitely got, Um, there's a really good indication to someone that if they put me on their stage, I'm going to have some great entertaining and educating content that their audience is going to love. So it's a great credibility factor for a speaker. Are you either selling books 
to the hosts and they're giving them out? Do you sell them in the back of the room when you're speaking? Is there any at the event type strategies, Lauren, you're using? Next time where all of the people who are coming have already got a copy of my book. Oh, wow. Um, so they're already starting to read it. They already know enough about it. In fact, the reason I'm speaking is because the person who bought these books for her team said to me, look, I have team training a couple of times a year. Would you come and be a speaker at one of those? Um, all of the people who are reading, they're getting to page six. Now, I won't tell you what's on page six, but there's something on page six I know about. And they're going, wow, my mind is blown. I need to know more about this. I'm going to read the rest of the book um, and I'm going to implement what you know I'm learning. So they are asking me to speak based on what they've read in the book, which is very, very cool. Yeah, that, that is very cool. Yeah. I like that. A number of our listeners, Lauren, are... Um, you know, business owners, local business owners, they've either written a book, uh, you know, that are a local physician, they, they have a special practice or whatever it might be. They're looking to differentiate themselves, you know, much to what everything you're sharing here. I'm just wondering in your experience, have you come across any other strategies that book, any other strategies that book authors either, you know, like what, what's one good strategy a book author should be leveraging? And we're talking nonfiction, you know, business oriented books to you know, really promote themselves in their book. Yeah, absolutely. I think the number one thing that I, has helped me, especially with this book, because I did it particularly well, was as I was writing the book, I was already marketing the book. Mm. So I had about, I aimed for 10 and I got 25 beta readers. So as I was doing my editing, and it was in the final edit, so it wasn't the raw edition I'd already you know edited a couple of times my editor and my um, publisher had read through it and, and they'd provided me back with the final version for me to look at that version went out to my beta readers so I had 25 and I selected them based on the influence that they had the fact that they were my ideal reader um, and that I knew they would do certain things and I actually held them to it I made a contract for them who they would do certain things and I actually held them to it I made a contract for them that if you want to be a beta reader you a you get a copy of my book before it's written to have a look at you also when it's published you're going to get sent a nice brand new first edition copy um, and I'm going to ask you at the end of it to give me a written testimonial for the book a review and I'm going to ask you to also um, do an online review for me. So um, in order to get that, they had to do, follow the steps and so on. Um, they had a certain timeline that they had to get their suggestions back to me by. And it was great. Not only did the beta readers pick up on a couple of things that me and the editor had missed, um, but also they gave amazing reviews and they already started talking about the book even before it came out. So definitely have your beta readers. Um, it took me, I think I took about three or four weeks to find the right people. Wow. And then I needed to give them another month to make sure that they had enough time to read the book, to do a review, hadn't responded. And, you know, so give yourself time. That's why I'm suggesting you do it while you're writing yeah. your book. <laughs> you don't yeah, wait no, until it's very, it. It's very smart, very smart. Uh, not only your timeline, but the strategy. Just out of curiosity, were they? Do you also ask those individuals to like leave their like an Amazon book review? Is that part of it? Or yes, yeah, some of them absolutely. So and some of them they they also I gave them, they gave them the opportunity to do both. And then some of them I said, hey, have you got a photograph or a video you could do for me as well? So yeah, absolutely. You you use those reviews because they are like gold for any author. So yeah. What about during your book author journey, Lauren? Has there anything has anything occurred that you'd want to warn our listeners about? Either a mistake made, a speed bump, just something that you know, either during the 
writing, the publishing, even the marketing that you you want to let our listeners know about? Yeah, I think the biggest mistake I see, because obviously as a, a personal branding expert, I branding expert, I work with a lot of authors, which is quite fun. Um, and the biggest mistake I see is that they've they've written a book and that's great. I love it when somebody says, I've written a book, it's published, I'm ready to go, I can leverage it and so on. And I ask them, who's the book for? Who's your ideal reader? And they cannot answer that question. Um, and they, they use words like anyone or everyone, and it's just, you know, they haven't thought about the reader. They've written the book for themselves rather than for a reader. Um, so we basically have to go back and figure out who their audience is. And then when we do that, they go, oh, I should have written my book differently, you know, and it's like, well, it's already published. I've got at least copies of it. So, so yeah, I think the biggest mistake I see is people not thinking about who their reader is before they write the book. Um, so it's a bit of a double-edged sword, isn't it? I love the fact that they've gone out there and, and had the initiative to and the passion and time to go and do it. But just a bit of strategy first would be really good. Yeah, for sure. And it goes back to even like you're saying, like not quite Simon Sinek, start with not quite Simon Sinek, start with why, but start with who. Yeah, yeah. Um, absolutely. It really Where do you want to position yourself? Yeah, yeah who do you want to know you? And, yeah. and, and I'm sure you would agree with this your book is not meant for everybody. I mean, chances are you're not writing a book for everybody. Um, you know, so they're, they're, you've got to dial it in and you, you, you want those ideal readers to be the ones reading it. So yeah, again, thank you very much for that. So Lauren, yeah. this has been great. I, you've given me another book to add to my reading list. And I don't say that lightly. Like I'm very intrigued by what you're sharing here. So how can our listeners learn more about you? Where's the best place to get your books? All that good stuff. Yeah, brilliant. Absolutely. Well, um, you'll find me online. Surprise, surprise. As a personal branding specialist, if I wasn't all over Google like a rash, um, there'd be a problem in there. So you can just Google my name and you will find me. I come up on the first, I think, 10 pages of Google, um, thanks to my husband's unusual French name. Um, so, yeah, um, and a lot of marketing and SEO, of course. But, um, yes, I'm finding Amazon. Um, if you go to yourbrandtruenorth.com, you'll find out more about me as a speaker, um, and yes, my, there's a link to my books on there and a couple of other resources as well. Um, but yes, Google me and you'll find it. And I'm sure, are you, are you open to doing podcast interviews? Is that part of your strategy also, doing interviews? Um, podcast interviews is great because it often, again, it's a taste of what I'm like. Mm-hmm. And I tend to share a few little stories which and anecdotes and things. And people go, oh, that would be really awesome to have at our conference. Um, but also it's a great way of encouraging people to write their books. I, what I love about your podcast, Mike, is that so many people question themselves as to whether they've got a good enough story, you know, whether they're even worthy of being a published author. Um, so to listen to a podcast that teaches people from the author's point of view, you know, what's happened, what's worked, what hasn't worked. Um, there's a lot of unfortunate in every industry, but certainly in the publishing industry, there's a lot of unscrupulous people up there who will quite happily take your money to help you publish and print a book, which will then sit in the garage, will then sit in the garage for months and mum might buy a copy and you might sell a couple, you know, at, a, at an event, but you really have no idea how to get it out there and become a well-known expert and have that impact that you really need to have. So what I love about this is an opportunity to at least encourage one person to say, you know what, I'm going to do this, but I'm going to do it right. I'm going to not waste my time and money on stuff that doesn't work. I'm going to find it, you know, figure out where I want to position myself who's my audience, what's my niche, and then I can start really becoming an impactful author, which is fantastic. I love your show. First of all, thank you. I appreciate the fact that you appreciate it because that is the goal. It is, it's, you're right. There's just, there's a lot of places to make mistakes, a lot of places to spend money unnecessarily. 
if that book is not ever written or it's written incorrectly so the right person doesn't know about it, Lauren, it won't help the people that it's meant to help. Fine. So it, it is important. So thank you for noticing that. Hey, Lauren, thank you very much. I do appreciate your time. And uh, you can go have breakfast now. And uh, thank you very much. Cheers, Mike. I'll be off to the gym before I have any breakfast. My very normal- good. And to my listeners, thank you. And if you found this podcast helpful, please help me grow it by sharing with your network and leaving a review on Apple Podcast. Till next time, this is Mike Capuzzi. Thank you for listening to the Author Factor Podcast. To learn more about Mike's unique short book publishing opportunities, please visit bitesizedbooks.com.